Stephen Effin Curry. Stephen Effin Curry, part two. This is from the hoop. Y'all catch a game last night? Game two against the Lakers? Man. I can't stop talking about Steph Curry. I really can't. Never been affected by an athlete so much. And that's saying a lot. Makes no sense almost. I can read a book about the guy. Let's do this in chunks. Okay, so everything that can be said about Steph Curry has been said a million times, especially recently. Stephen A. Smith leading the charge with pro Steph Curry content. He's a big fan of Steph Curry. I'm a big fan of Steph Curry. I think he's my favorite basketball player of all times. I started thinking that a couple years ago. And the thing is, I started off not liking the Warriors. So everything that's been said about Steph Curry has been said. But recently, after Game 7, when the Warriors beat the Kings, when Steph Curry had his performance for the ages, scoring 50 points to seal the victory in the Game 7, first time anyone scored 50 points in a Game 7, found, kind of found that hard to believe. And I'm not surprised that Steph Curry did it. So, Stephen A., after covering the game, actually, went back to his hotel room, I imagine, took off his blazer, still wearing his dress shirt, did an episode of his podcast, No Mercy, and said, is it time to ask the question, is Steph Curry the greatest point guard of all times? Had a whole deliberation on that topic. And basically, by the end of it, he said that he would put Steph on his all-time starting five, replacing Magic Johnson. He did not say that Steph is definitively better than Magic but he did say it's time to ask the question, is Steph Curry the greatest point guard of all times? A couple days ago, he was talking about LeBron and Steph and saying that if, if Steph was to, to win this series against the Lakers and go on to win the finals and collect his fifth chip, do we then say that it, it is now Steph Curry's era as opposed to LeBron who has four chips? Steph who has beaten LeBron in three finals, I believe. Yeah, they were stacked a couple years with Durant, but nonetheless. Now he was not saying that LeBron is better than Steph. Well, no, he's not. He did go as far as to say, and I think it was being hyperbolic, saying that should Steph win his fifth chip, he would supplant LeBron on the on on the um Mount the Mount Rushmore basketball. I guess in the context of this era, I think he was being slightly facetious, but just sort of bringing up the topic, knowing that potentially that could be the conversation: should Steph win his fifth chip, surpassing LeBron in titles and beating him along the way. Now. Obviously, for the all-time Mount Rushmore, no, LeBron's on that for sure. Steph is not yet. Not yet. Uh, next chunk here, What I want to, I just want to clear something up. Okay, there seems to be a millennial NBA fan base that disparages all of us old-school basketball fans that say Jordan is the GOAT. I'm 50 years old. I started watching basketball when I was, what, 16, 17 in 1990? Fell in love with the Pistons, fell in love with Isaiah Thomas, hated Michael Jordan because I was a Pistons fan. But I started watching basketball then. I was 16, right? 16 years old. Been watching basketball since and all the years in between. So I've seen MJ play. I've seen LeBron play. I've seen Shaq and Kobe play. I've seen Duncan, you know, Reggie Miller, all these guys. Magic and Bird uh, at at the tail end of their careers. And then, of course, countless innumerable highlight reels, any kind of basketball show, YouTube or not, documentaries, all of it. I consume basketball content. That's what I do. And so I guess what I want to say is, I think MJ is the GOAT. 
not for the reasons that some of you NBA millennial fans say that we that, that, that we choose MJ over over LeBron. We're not holding on to nostalgia. We're not being we're not being ignorant about the fact that the game has changed. Any of that kind of thing. And I think honestly, like I like I said, I, I grew up a Pistons fan, hated Michael Jordan, man, hated his guts, couldn't stand to look at his face. But then at a certain point in time, his greatness just kind of beats you down and you have to appreciate his greatness, not only just as a, as a basketball fan, but as a sports fan. The greatness of Michael Jordan as the athlete. You have to acknowledge it and appreciate the greatness. And a true sports fan, and here's the thing, I'm not necessarily a, a hardcore MJ fan, I'm a, I'm a sports fan. And all of us sports fans, we welcome with open arms the next great one, the heir apparents. You kidding me? I mean, as soon as I see the, the next Ichiro, someone that plays like Ichiro, that is that is either equivalent to what Ichiro was or 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 transcends Ichiro, I'll, I'll acknowledge it. Welcome the next one, the next great one, with open arms. Right? Kind of like Mahomes. Yes, Brady is a goat by resume. Elway, Montana, probably the, the two best quarterbacks I had ever seen. For some time. But then came along Mahomes. Embrace him with open arms. Because he is the best quarterback I've ever seen. Happy to acknowledge it. Because us sports fans are always waiting for, for the heir apparent. The next great one. The next one. So that's why we watch sports. So it's not about some sort of nostalgic old school hanging on to MJ as the GOAT. Over LeBron. And honestly, if you, if you do think LeBron is a GOAT, I have no issue with that. But for me, it's MJ. And I've seen all these guys play. Okay? I've seen them all play. MJ, LeBron for the duration of his career, and more than ever, because back in the day, we didn't have access to all this content on YouTube, and, and there weren't so many NBA shows, and there weren't so many, so many take shows, and, and, and so much analysis. Now we, have, now we have crazy data on analytics, and as a result, we've been creating some, uh, creators have been creating some fantastic shows, breaking, breaking down basketball in its entirety, with excellent data, and, and all that kind of thing. So we've never lived in a time before you know, I guess like around the two that starting around the two thousands, never lived in a time before we had where had so much access to basketball. So seeing all these guys play in all the contexts, right, in games, some of them live, YouTube, whatever, MJ, Kobe, Shaq, LeBron, Duncan, and I'm here to say, I'm here to say, I'm ready to say it. Favorite basketball player of all times now is Steph Curry. And some of the things that, I, that I've seen him do, see him do, see him do now still, I can't believe what I'm, what I'm watching. I can't believe it. Before I break down last night's game against the Lakers, game two, I just want to say this. So another thing, you know, nothing people have been talking about, especially ever since, well, really, after last season, after game four in the finals, when Steph had that performance for the ages in game four, had I not been for that, Performance for the ages. If the Warriors had lost, going down 3-1, I think the Celtics would have won the chip. They should have, actually. But nope, Steph Curry to the rescue. Had his best playoff game ever in that game four, performance for the ages. A lot of people started talking at that point. Is Steph Curry a top 10 player of all time? A lot of people, a lot of basketball heads were saying, yeah. So then the, 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 you know, the, the natural question then is, who do you take out? I'm here to say, I can only choose taking out Wilt. And this is why. From what I've read, from what I've seen, a little of it, not a lot of game footage, but from what I've seen, what I've read, 
what I've heard from other basketball people, either playing with him in that era, basketball analysts, basketball, you know, historians, whatever. From what I've seen, from what I've heard, from what I've deducted, this Walt Chamberlain fellow was an athletic marvel. How tall was he? Seven feet at least, right? All kinds of crazy athletic ex- ex- uh, exploits that you come across. He was a, a track athlete, apparently. Apparently, he was a monster in the gym, right? Just And you know, whenever there's a basketball record being broken it's or, or tied, you know, Wilt's, Wilt's name always comes up. Crazy accomplishments. But let's face the facts. Playing a different era. And I'm not saying that if you grew up in this era, like if, say, for example, he was born the same year that Curry was born, he would still be great. He would still be a Hall of Famer. He'd probably still end up being one of the all-time greats. But you can't negate the fact that he played in a different era. And I have no problem taking him off the top 10 because when you are that size, when you are an athletic marvel, an athletic freak, a specimen, a superhero is what he kind of seemed like, then you should be doing wilt type of things. Very different when you're six foot two or six three, whatever Curry is. I believe he's closer to six two, maybe six two and a half. But when you're that size, and last time I checked, basketball is still a big man's game to which the advantage goes to in the sport. This this season's top three MVP front runners, all seven footers, no? All centers. Well, maybe, maybe not Giannis, but he but he could he could, he could play center. He, he is a center. Still a big man's game. So to dominate the game in which Steph can, i.e. Game 7 against the Kings, scoring in whatever way you can imagine, man, he scored in such a variety of ways. Can't even count him on one hand, and he'll think. Floater, running floater. Step back three. His, his layup package. So many different shots. And so many ways to dominate. We'll get to last night's game in a second. So those are your first couple of chunks that I wanted to get out of the way, right? Everything that's been said about, everything that needs to be said about Steph Curry has been said. Is he a top 10 player? Is he the greatest point guard of all times? I would start him on my all-time starting five, not necessarily saying that he is better or more accomplished than Magic Johnson at this point. I take Wilt off the top 10, put Steph into the top 10, with only one 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 chip. Yeah, he had to face off against Bill Russell a bunch of times, but still. And being that size, being an athletic marvel, being a borderline superhero, of course you're going to do those kinds of things that he did. A little bit easier. Not taking anything away from his greatness. Not at all. I'm just saying it's a little more difficult, I think, when you're six foot two or six foot three. Whatever you are, Steph. Last night, of course they, they lost game one to the Lakers. It was kind of like a a 90s style basketball game, a 90s style versus modern style. Lakers are pounding it inside. Anthony Davis just dominant inside, 30 points, 23 rebounds, had so many blocked shots. Paint was impenetrable. Anthony Davis had his best in game one. Warriors shooting a lot of threes, kind of stayed in the game. But but in the end, Warriors, uh, sorry, the Lakers were too dominant in the paint and they were defending well. They were all over uh, Steph Curry. Vanderbilt was... Uh, Vanderbilt had Steph, Steph in a straitjacket. They blitzed him as he approached the three-point line a couple times. Kind of threw him off. Steph had to work really hard for his points. Didn't have the best game. Game two, Steve Kerr makes the adjustment, and right away you see it. Steph Curry is the primary ball handler last night for a lot of possessions, as opposed to Draymond Green. Seemed to have the ball in his hand a little more than Draymond Green, bringing the, bringing the ball up the court. Kind of put him into the, 
you know, to the true point guard position. And right away you saw it. Bringing the ball up the floor, and if, they, if he gets blitzed, makes quick decisions, makes good passes, finds the, finds the open shooters, shooters make a couple of shots, get into rhythm. Clay, of course, hits eight threes, and that's it. 12 dimes. Kept the Lakers' defense on their heels all night long as the primary ball handler, as the point guard. Fantastic Steve Kerr adjustment, but Steph still executed, showing you that, in fact, he is a point guard with those handles in his court vision and his ability to make smart, quick decisions, lightning-quick decisions. Watch the game. Watch the highlights. Primary ball handler, bringing the ball up the court, can see the whole floor in front of him. If he gets blitzed on defense or gets double-teamed right away, he makes a quick decision. Finds the open shooters. Bang, 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 bang. Where did they shoot last night, the Warriors? They shot 50% from behind the three-point arc. Hit 21 three-pointers. 11 more than the Lakers. That's the difference in the game right there. It's just crazy to me that that we forget that Steph's a point guard. We know he we know by position he's a point guard. But a lot of people say he's more he's more he's more like a shooting guard because of, because of the amount of shots he takes and he doesn't always he isn't isn't always the primary ball handler cuz Draymond Green can take on those responsibilities and do it effectively and well. But Steph Curry last night game 2 adjustment Point guard, primary ball handler, drops 10 dimes. What a performance. And the things that he does in which and, and how he does them. And again, at that size, I mean, often he's the smallest guy on the court. Often. Not always, but often. I think we forget that. that, it's, that, it, that, that I think we forget that as a 6'2", 6'3", player playing against, and here's the thing, man. Having seen '90s basketball, a lot of a lot of people from my generation, basketball fans, say, "Oh, you know, the game's so soft now. It was more physical back then. It was rougher. You know, it's all a finesse game now. Everyone's just launching threes. Probably easier to play now." I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, it was more physical back then, but I mean, a lot of those fouls were flagrant fouls, anyways. And some of the big guys didn't have the kind of skill. Some of the big guys, a lot of the big guys, don't didn't have the skills that the big guys have now. No way, not even close. No way, not even close. There were exceptions, but by and large, right? By and large, players today are more skilled because these days, what you're talking about is your ideal NBA player, six foot eight, pretty athletic, hyper athletic, can defend all positions can shoot the basketball, can handle the basketball, basically can do everything at six foot eight. So in a lot of ways, even though it's less physical than it was in the back in the day, you're still being defended by exceptional athletes that can do all kinds of things. Defenses, switching everything up, that's a thing these days. So yeah, you can you can hunt down your mismatches, but by and large, you're still facing up against defenders that are more, I guess, well-rounded athletes, I, I guess you could say. They can do more things. So yes, we still play. It's still a game in which the big man has the advantage. So let's not forget. Again, it's Stephen Curry. Stephen Effin Curry. 6-2.5. And how he had to, to develop and evolve his game to remain great and stay dominant is crazy. The handles, right? A lot of people say that that Kyrie Irving has the best handles? I don't know about that. I think Steph does. Smoother, less less herky-jerky, a little more pinpoint, 
little more accurate in terms of how he uses geometry and how he uses his body and how he uses angles, right? A little more, a little more studied in terms of how he understands the defender and what they're trying to do. Sometimes Kyrie just kind of blasts through it. But he has handles. And it's not so much that he's the greatest three-point shooter of all time. He's the greatest shooter of all times. He can take... He has all the jump shots in his jump shot package. The step back three. The three off the bounce. Three off the screens flying at God knows how fast he's going. The layup package I mentioned just a few minutes ago. He's got the full full layup package. The floaters. His ability to get to the paint. More importantly, his ability to get to the paint when he knows he needs to. To break another team's scoring run. Maybe his team's on a scoring drought. It's not all about the threes for Steph. His efficiency. I haven't looked at his numbers recently, uh, career-wise. He's an efficient shooter. And, as he, and, and he's probably one of the, the, the greatest free-throw shooters of all time, too, right? Not just, not just by percentage, but fate of the universe on the line. Two foul shots. Who you got taking him? It's a short list. Steph's on that list. It's a clutch free-throw shooter. You add all that, you add all that up. The gravity that, that he creates for defenses to focus on that allows for his teammates to get open and whatnot. The flow of that offense and how Steve Kerr schemes it. Steph's the perfect... It, it Was Steph the perfect player for that system? Or was it designed for him? And did Steph, and did Steph elevate his conditioning as an athlete to be able to play in that system? Constantly flying around. You can't even... You, I don't even know where he is a lot of the times on the court. All of a sudden, he just pops off of a screen. Has very little space to take a ridiculously difficult three-point shot. And you are surprised that he misses it. When he misses it. Because you expect him to make every single one of them. The only athlete that ever made me feel that way, that he couldn't miss for the first time, was Jordan. And then maybe Brady. You never really thought that Brady would fail in clutch situations. If, if, they, were, if they needed to score with two minutes left in the game, you knew Brady would take the team down the field and score. You just knew that he would. And you were surprised when he didn't. I guess another player that might be like that for me Athlete, maybe Gretzky. You knew he would just come up whenever, whatever the situation. Do keep in mind though the the team that the teams that Gretzky played with, a lot of talent on there. Take nothing away from him. Now, and I guess also Mahomes now as well. You you get that feeling, right? Same thing with Brady. Two minutes left in the game. You need a touchdown. You need, you need to drive the field to get a touchdown or a field goal. You kind of you're more surprised if Mahomes doesn't win the game in that situation than if he does, because you expect him to. And that's where we're at now with a Steph Curry, a six foot three Steph Curry. I'm sorry I keep bringing up the, the size thing, but it is a big deal. The, the kind of athletes and bodies that he has to face on a nightly basis. It's not like he walks into the game and no one's paying attention to him. Team's game plan around him. Him. Just him. I saw something last year in the finals I've never seen before. I think it was an accident, but there was a play against Boston in the finals where there was where he where he was triple teamed at, at half court. I think it was an accident. But still, I'd never seen anyone triple teamed at half court. Not even Jordan. The gravity. You gotta know where he is all the time. He's always flying around. His conditioning is, is impeccable. Might be the fi- might be the best conditioned athlete I've ever seen. So you put all these things together and, and it's like, you know, I, I guess what I, I guess what I guess what I'm trying to say is a little bit upset that Steph still gets a little disrespect 
Oh, people still don't want to acknowledge the fact that he's a top 10 player. Come on, he is. He is. Not sure what the, the resistance is. Is it something about his personality that people don't like? Is it the perception that he's just a three-point shooter because he's far from just being a three-point shooter? Just happens to be the best three-point shooter God has ever created? I'm tired of the, the mild disrespect. Yes, he's a top 10 player. And no, it, it's, it's not far-fetched to say that, to not mention him in the same breath as you talk, when you talk about Magic Johnson. It's not far-fetched to mention them, to put those two in the same, to put those two in the conversation as two of the greatest point guards ever. And should Steph get his fifth championship under the circumstances in which this season is with the team that he has now, I'm putting him over Magic. And again, taking nothing away from Magic, but he was six foot eight. Yes, revolutionary at the time for being a six foot eight point guard. Didn't have a great shot. Yeah, one of the best leaders, one of the, the greatest winners we've ever had. But you start adding up all the you start adding up all the things on the side here, man. Start adding up all the, the different skill sets. Can't really tell me that they didn't both affect winning in this on, on the same level. You can't really tell me that that they're that they're both not hungry champions on equal on equal standing. Can't tell me that. One more trip for Curry. I got him as greatest point guard of all times, and I have him in the top I have him in the top ten. Taking a Wilt. Sorry. Wilt the stilt. Sorry. This is from the hoop. Stefan Effin Curry. <laughs> 